0: Welcome to the special episode of CareCast, recorded live at CareNet's 2021 National Conference in San Antonio, Texas. In this episode, you'll hear Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, interview one of the conference's keynote speakers, Steve Arterburn. Steve is the founder and chairman of the New Life Ministries and the host of the number one nationally syndicated Christian counseling talk show, New Life Live. He spoke to the conference attendees about the miraculous wonder and value of human life and the blessing of being called by God to protect it. Let's listen in on Roland and Steve's chat. Steve, so welcome to the 2021 CareNet Conference. So glad you could join us this year. Well, it's a uh Thrilled to be
1: part of the fifteen hundred people that yeah. are here. I mean, it was—it's uh, just amazing.
0: I yeah, can't it, believe it. it. It's really been our, our, our largest uh, conference ever, which has been incredible. So I think there's just a tremendous amount of people who were looking to get out, and yeah. we were provided an opportunity for them to do that. I'm so and
1: glad I got to speak. I mean, really, it was uh, amazing to get to speak to that many people. <laughs> yes.
0: oh, and all of us are in this together. I yes, mean, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit, Steve, just in terms of what you do on your day job when you're mm-hmm. not uh, when you're not here at the conference and. Yeah, well,
1: I'm host of New Life Live, and that's on every weekday for an hour Mm -hmm. from 1 to 2 Eastern time. Okay. You could hear it on Sirius XM, satellite radio, channel 131 at 1 p.m. on Eastern. We're on 200 terrestrial stations around the country. We broadcast on the NRB television network. And so I do that, and I run New Life. I started New Life in 1988. Okay, okay. And um, we just had our best year ever in our whole history. So we're wow. really excited about that. Um, in addition to that, I write books and I create Bibles. Yes. And it's just uh, the greatest joy, especially in this day and age. It's so hard to get a book published, to be able to do that. But to create a Bible that gets people into God's Word. Mm-hmm. And I've been so blessed that uh, the Every Man's Bible okay. that I created... Is uh, the best selling men's study Bible. And then wow. the Life Recovery Bible has sold uh, over 3 million copies. And Prison Fellowship gives it away to prisoners if they ask for one. They give away about 100,000 every nine months. Wow, that's, so that's amazing! A, that's a great joy for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
0: yeah that's amazing. Yeah, I first um, became aware of you because of the Every Man's Battle mm-hmm. yeah. um, a series and, and, and work that you did in that area. It's such right. a big area. I used to be president of National Fatherhood Initiative, right. and, and certainly one of the key things that draws men away from their oh, role as so husbands amazing. and fathers is pornography.
1: Nothing nothing more. I yeah. mean, it is the big one. It, you, yeah. <laughs> people say, well, how does it compare? I said, well, you know, in a church, you might have 10% or less that might be alcohol or drug problems, something like that. But Maybe 50, 60%. And the thing that's so sad is more men looked at pornography in some mm. form than picked up a Bible. Wow. These are the church going men. Church women. And you now wow. you can just imagine uh, what it would be like if that was reversed. And, and we're still fighting that battle.
0: Wow. That is. Boy, that's an image. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have to use. I'll steal shamelessly from that. On, on that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So, that, so yeah. So it's it's certainly from my standpoint. We were just delighted to have you here, and, and particularly given you know CareNet's focus on you know engaging men yeah. and and really seeing men as a key part uh, in the the uh, pro life issue. Uh, And frankly, um, I I talk about men as well as kind of sort of an unreached people group Mm -hmm. that, you know, when we when we survey women in terms of who was the most influential in her decision to abort, it's the guy. Yeah. And when we asked her, um, you know, who'd she talk to? It's the guy. And uh, for so long. Certainly in the pro-life movement, um, a lot of ma- amazing stuff happening, but we haven't been engaging the person who's the most influential. Yes, legally yeah. it's her body, it's her choice in terms of what the what the, uh, the law says, but the reality is that he's the most influential in that decision. So. Well,
1: traveling around and um, speaking for the centers, it's been so, uh, it's actually great and interesting to see some of the centers that had pink and yellow yeah. and, and all this, very feminine uh, waiting rooms and stuff. Now they're gray and tan and they're they're comfortable for a man to walk in. And, you know, for so long, I think it was almost like they were ghosted men that that they were just there. And now you're doing something because they aren't just there. They are influenced. You know, when um, the person that I forced to have an abortion talked to me, she said, well... You know, reality is you pressured me. You made sure I knew you were not going to be there for me or our baby. So I felt like I had no choice. Nobody else was going to be there. So I'm an example of a man that she would have had the baby if it wasn't for mm-hmm. me. So very sad, but at least you guys are trying to reverse that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we hear that again and again. For for an issue that spins on the word choice, Yeah, it's really sort of remarkable of how many women... Mm-hmm. who have abortions and say, I felt like I had no choice yeah. uh, in, in this situation where, where this whole thing is supposed to be, quote, about choice. Yeah. And uh, the guy is a key, uh, key player uh, in that, that perspective. It's one of the reasons why we're going to have a, uh, co- a men's conference, uh, March 4th and 5th awesome. in Dallas, Texas, Dr. Tony Evans Church, mm. uh, 2022. Um, and you're going to be one of the keynotes yeah. there uh, at that conference. First ever a pro-life <laughs> men's conference to bring men together because men are such an in- incredible player and uh, influence, rather, in in this decision. And uh, for too often, yeah. uh, too many situations in the culture, men are really encouraged to kind of be like Adam and just, like, make silent and don't yep. say anything um, while uh, this whole process is going on. So we're delighted that you're going to be engaged with us in terms of that, and we're, we're so pleased that uh, you have such a strong passion around this.
1: Well, I do, and, you know, I think that a conference like that certainly would empower guys to make a difference and stuff. But there's another thing I think it will do. This issue just kind of hangs there for so many men and they don't talk about it. I mean, they could be going to therapy and not, not talking about, Oh, I paid for an abortion because Mm -hmm. they're so ashamed of it. But it does cause them to maintain kind of a, a, a wall, have a wall or a distance between them And a woman, and they don't even know that that is what it is. Some, it was a very traumatic thing when they woke up, like like me, to what they did. And so I just think there's going to be some healing for some guys that are go there. In addition to, uh, I think you're going to make a big, big difference.
0: Yeah, I I really think that's a big part of it that we really want to focus on this um, that perspective because you know called and missioned, uh, and and one of things we're talk a little bit about what you talked about with with. uh, uh, for the conference attendees But one of the stories I tell often In terms of like the The, the man in terms of the pro the, the abortion decision Was I always talk about How Peter aborted Jesus And you kind of yeah, talked about go. that Because right. really abortion is this notion It's a rejection of life Right uh, And so here was Jesus The way, the truth, and the life Peter knew that And mm-hmm. walked with him He'd seen it yeah. uh, He knew he was the way, the truth, and the life uh, And Peter rejected him In other words, yeah. he aborted Jesus mm-hmm. Um, in his moment of vulnerability and and why was that well he was isolated and yeah. he was fearful mm-hmm. and which is obviously what happens with women and also happens with men yeah. and I and to your point in terms of the opportunity here for this conference to be uh, restorative as you see what Jesus did when he restored Peter. Right? So yeah. He calls the disciples and Peter too. He's right. very intentional, in making sure that Peter is there and then he restores him, you know? And to... he's the one that needed restoring. Exactly. <laughs> do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And then what does he do? He calls them then and then he missions them. Yeah. Uh, again, as you said uh, in, in your talk a little bit in terms of how, you know, that call that was on Peter remained yeah. that, and that Christ restored him. So yeah. why don't we transition to talk about a little bit what you shared with
1: our attendees? Well. I've started by just talking about this vast universe yeah. and the the fact that you know there're just trillions and trillions of square miles of space out there and billions and trillions of stars and planets and all this and some of them or most of them you know they're not even they don't even have any color. They're just light or dark. And then here's this beautiful little marble, of the Earth, yeah. and it's the only place. <laughs> and you say, what a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, any <laughs> right. yes, that no right. other place have yeah. has any form of life been detected. But it's not just life here. We're not a bunch of amoeba. We're people, yeah. and you just have to feel so amazed at the fact that we're alive in this universe where there is no life but right here. yes. And it's sad that everybody doesn't get that. This this is incredible that we're alive. And then, of course, I talked about being in the United States of America. You're only 20% of the people uh, live in a free country. So we should be so uh, wanting every life to be born into Mm -hmm. America.
0: Right, right, right. For
1: people to say, oh, well, you know, better that they be aborted than have a rough childhood. There have never been more resources yes. for children and adults and adolescents. And so I just wanted to make that point that what every center is doing is preserving something that you can't preserve any other place in the universe but right here.
0: Yeah, then that was incredibly. Uh, inspiring uh, for, our, for our folks. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. And, and certainly you bring in a, a word of encouragement. Um, mm. um, yesterday, um, uh, we, we had another speaker, Dr. Sarah Sumner, and she was really talking about this, this need for perseverance. Mm-hmm. And so it's been interesting to see how that theme... Um, has been consistent in your yeah. in your talk and how you kind of talked about how we need to be encouraged and continue to persevere right. uh, in this dark time that we live in. I mean, that's actually the theme for our con- conference is John 1-5. You know, yeah. there was the darkness, right? There was the light and the, and the darkness could not overcome it. Right. And uh, certainly um, it's one of the things that you kind of helped our folks see that they are this light uh, that God has put on, mm, they are. on the earth and in very specific communities and the darkness will not will not overcome.
1: And, you know, I think it's um, easy for someone who's in charge of a pregnancy center to see, oh, we're this little small ministry here in this town or, or whatever. But God performs so many miracles to keep Mm -hmm. those centers going, or you hear about buildings show up or just different things like that that I hear all over the country. And I know God is actively using these women resource centers or pregnancy centers to honor and preserve and restore
0: and save this this amazing miracle called life yeah no absolutely and, and particularly given when you look at the, sort of the funding that uh the other side has Planned Parenthood billions yeah. of oh, dollars bears. and you wow. know, and 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 yet uh they are so committed to trying to shut down pregnancy centers yeah. I mean we're kind of I tell people that we're a gnat on a gnat on a gnat on an elephant's behind in terms right. of, in terms of uh, the resources that we have but we have God on our side, we do. You know, we're, I'd say it better, we're on God's side in terms of the work uh, that we're doing here, and so that's very you know, I'm, I'm a level-headed guy, and I'm. I'm
1: <laughs> I think, and I think that just all of the money, and the energy, and the support that Planned Parenthood gets, knowing the the founder, the the agenda, yeah. uh, hearing. I, I just last week I saw the video of one of the people being asked, "Why do you sell the baby?" Body parts. Why do you do that? Yeah. And she said, "I want to drive a Lamborghini."
0: Yeah. That
1: was on video. I can't believe it. But I think all of that—if—if if you need an example or evidence of evil in yeah. this world, that's all about the most horrific thing anybody can imagine, and yet so much support for it. And then we're—we're we're just wanting to help people. Yeah. Every sinner just wants to help, and they—they
0: they want to destroy them. Yeah. It, it really is but you know but as we know we we are on God's side in terms of what yeah, we're doing right. and um, certainly this movement has just continued to grow a mm-hmm. number, number of centers I was telling you as we we're coming down our we have 1200 affiliates now so we've seen that continue to grow people coming to the conference and the big part of what we're doing is really engaging more and more churches yeah. who are making like disciples initiative to get small groups in churches to come alongside Good. you know women and men facing pregnancy decisions so that uh, the woman doesn't feel like I have to have this abortion because I don't have support right it's kind of the which we were talking about even with you know your girlfriend at the time that missing support piece is a big driver uh, for abortion. So well, you have got a key way that the church could be involved. I think it would be revolutionary
1: if at least once a year, maybe twice a year, a pastor yeah. said, This this is where we can help you. If yeah. you end up in this place, we're safe. Yeah. There's no shame. Yeah. We're gonna help you if you could just give that message because we hear all the time how many people were going to
0: church yes when they decided to have an abortion absolutely the big big stat that we that we see that both women and men yeah. attending church i think women it was like four out of ten women yeah. and a survey that's going to be coming out soon from uh, from CareNet. We surveyed men who had participated in abortion. Five out of ten men were yeah. attending church at least monthly at the yeah. time of their first abortion. So, mm. if you look at the data, you know, you know, Barna or whomever in terms of who are quote the Christians, it's like that's right. kind of the metric. And then we have a real issue there. And so the church has to be a place to offer compassion, hope, and help you bet. Uh, for those who are considering abortion, and frankly, also for those who have participated in abortion as well. That's yeah. the power that God's given that's us. Right. So cool. Well, listen, thank you so much uh, thank for you. being with us. Us, you keep up forward. the great work. Yes, oh my yes. goodness. Just just Thank going you,
1: from pro-life to pro abundant life, life to the full. That is revolutionary and I'm so happy that you came along.
0: Oh, well, praise <laughs> God. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Carecast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the abundant life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.